The third time had best be the charm for this show. <laughs> I can't even right now, dude. Like, it's just... All right. Right? Right? <laughs> uh, this show is reasonableness. We literally are on our third attempt Your to fourth. record... Fourth. Third. Fourth. Does it matter at this point? Fourth attempt to record a simple one hour to one hour and 15 minute show. And... <laughs> It's taken us an hour and 15 minutes to get to about 15 seconds of this show. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, last, the last show that you're never going to hear was two minutes long. So that was, that was oh, really solid. Brother. Between, okay. between a MacBook Pro that's decided to just unexpectedly quit apps, to a dog that keeps opening a door, to a microphone that wasn't plugged in all the way, you name it, it's probably happened. <laughs> Jeez, Luis, we're in. We're going to talk about Iron Man. I'm excited to talk about Iron Man here. I'm super. I am fresh. I am like angrily excited to talk about Iron Man. Wow. <laughs> All right. May 2nd, uh, Iron Man anniversary is happening, um, which, uh, which is actually really, really cool. And then we were mentioning that um, this movie this movie that started this franchise that has, uh, and you put it the best way, and, and no one else has heard this but me, but you put it the best way. <laughs> no one will hear. <laughs> no one will was, hear it. Yeah, it's literally been said. deleted, yes. But, uh, you know, uh, that, it's, that we're about to come up on the movie that will com- almost complete like a, uh, like a full circle of, the, of these characters, um, and it literally started May 2nd, uh, 2008 with uh, the first Iron Man. Um, that was a man. You talk. We've talked about it before. We've said it many times. But the dice roll movie, the gamble movie uh, that Marvel made, and just said, okay, well, let's see if this is going to pay out. Let's see if this is going to work for us. Um, and you know, it, it when it came out, what I'm looking at the looking at the box office numbers right now. It came out at 585 million worldwide on its lifetime gross. Uh, <laughs> opening weekend was 98 million. Paltry, um, paltry. So, like, I mean, it it, it it's definitely uh, you know it it hit pretty good. I mean, but the for the time it, for 2008 for 2008, yeah, that was that was crazy numbers. For pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it was the first Marvel movie uh, to to really start going on. And honestly, with Iron Man being the forefront of all this, which is really kind of fun because when, uh, you know, when Iron Man came out in the sixties, um, the Avengers were formed. Iron Man wasn't the favorite. He wasn't the, he wasn't the, he wasn't the big favorite of those characters. He was, you know, one of the follow-up characters, you know, Cap, Thor, they had the four, they had the real big following and they had the real big fan base, but you know, Iron Man wasn't uh, wasn't that wasn't that much of a favorite at the time. No, he wasn't. And in fact, it would it was such a <clears throat> it was such a gamble. And and we have mentioned that on this show several times uh, it, because our goal is here for the next two shows, just kind of give everyone a little insider information. Is we're we're building up to this huge payoff in early, or excuse me late late April uh, with Avengers: Infinity War, and it it initially started with two movies. Started with Iron Man. And then just two months after The Incredible Hulk. Right. And so the next episode of Reasonable Fanboys, we're going to be talking about The Incredible Hulk, not Hulk, 
the Bruce or the uh, Ang Lee. Lee. No, we're not talking about that one. The Incredible Hulk and how these two movies were expected to set the pace for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, building to the Avengers. One became Legend, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. The other one has kind of become sort of the forgotten stepchild of the MCU. And so we're not going to dive into Incredible Hulk tonight. Otherwise, this show goes on forever and a day. Our next episode is going to be dedicated entirely to The Incredible Hulk and just yeah. that movie. We're, we're, we'll touch on Mark Ruffalo stuff, but we're really going to be focusing in on the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie. But getting back to Iron Man, it, it was this huge gamble because Marvel essentially had, I mean, for lack of a better term, I know we're PG, but they had hoard out everybody else. All the oh, A-plus yeah. characters had been prostituted out to Fox and to Sony and they in Iron Man it, this may surprise a lot of folks who maybe started getting into comic books because of Iron Man and it, it's very it should be noted it's very interesting to note it should be noted that comic book sales started to go up after Iron Man debuted oh, yeah. in theaters up until then Iron Man was not an A-list, top-tier Marvel character. He wasn't. He was a B, sometimes a C-grade character. Now, he had cool storylines from time to time in print, like the Armor Wars, things like that, mm-hmm. playing a role in the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers, you know, and then you, the War Machine armor eventually started to make its way in over time as well. That being said, Tony Stark was not on the same level as right. as a Spider-Man, as Wolverine, as uh, you know Professor X, or any of these other characters. He just wasn't. And so, when Marvel starts seeing what is happening to their characters on film, just you know Spider-Man being a, a continuous start, stop, start, stop, start, stop the disastrous Spider-Man three is really what got was Marvel before. Correct. Is what really got Marvel like saying, we need to get this right. If, if we're the only ones who know our characters and yeah. we believe we are the right people to develop movies based on these characters, not to have them just be carbon copies of what you see in print, because that rarely ever translates well. Yeah. So but to if have I movie may, versions, yeah, please. Yeah. So just to kind of give uh, a little bit of like lead up to this, we had X-Men, the last stand May 26th of 2006, right? That's started the summer blockbuster of that year. It disappointment, made, disappointment. It made a hundred million. It's opening mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. Spider-Man three launched the next year in 2007, May of 2007. It made 151 million. Huge opening and then a massive drop off afterwards. I mean, oh, just well, of course, but right it, off still the made, cliff. Yes. it still made opening weekend was killer, which yes. we don't have. We didn't have the information at, at our fingertips the way we do now about movies, too. So, you know, in May 2000, in 2006 and 2007 and even 2008 with Iron Man, you know, it, the numbers kind of make sense. You can kind of walk through and say, man, we had a disappointing um, X-Men 3. 
the last oh, stand. That was just yeah. Everyone was a pissed walking out of that theater. What a everyone letdown! Was just angry right. <laughs> leaving the theater. So they go back for Spider Man three and watch Tobey Maguire dance his way through that movie, literally and figuratively. Um, Spider Man three could have used one more villain. I think they needed four. Just, yeah, super packed and no. literally finger guns from Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Sandman, yeah. Venom, so, a, a complete, you know, just uh, brutal yeah. take on Venom. Yeah, so, you know. So you had both of those movies, and you're thinking, okay, w- w- the next, really the next big blockbuster out of the gate here um, is this Iron Man movie. So it well, makes and, and, sense that 98, it, it only made 90, 90 million. And it, and it should be noted as well, too, when you look at the other side of the fence, we were right in the middle, literally right in the middle of the Dark Knight trilogy, which was just the oh, pinnacle, yeah. right? Because you had <laughs> Batman Begins, which was 2005, the Dark Knight, which is 2008. And then eventually we get the Dark Knight Rises uh, a couple years after that. So you had DC with you know Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale and that absolutely brilliant trilogy and interpretation of Batman. Yeah. Just, the exact opposite of what we're seeing now. Yeah, just making Spider-Man 3 look that much more stupid, making The Last Stand look <laughs> yeah. that much more stupid. Yeah, and so here you've got Marvel like, okay, you know, we've got Batman over here, you know, that we never thought would make a resurrection after Batman and Robin. I, I thought Batman as a movie franchise was done after right. Batman and Robin. Yeah. There was just no resuscitating that character on film. Well, proven wrong. And so then you have, you know, Brian Singer, he backs out of X-Men 3, Brett Ratner takes over, and really the only thing that I remember as a significant moment of X-Men 3 was the Golden Gate Bridge being ripped and torn apart. That was that was pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, and then, of course, cool. she's like you said, Spider-Man 3. I mean, you've got, you know, emo Peter Parker, you know, dancing his way through New York. It, it was a disaster. So you, you got Marvel. It's like, okay. We want to get our characters on film. Who are we going to pin this on? And I, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they, they, they landed on Tony Stark. But they said, it's going to start with Iron Man. And I remember, you know, hearing about Iron Man. I was like, wow, that's interesting that Iron Man would be up next. And I was very, very excited about it because it was someone different and it was someone new. Right. and you started hearing even before the movies, you know, hit theaters, you started hearing these rumblings that it's building to something bigger. Right. And this is before anyone saw the end credit scene with, you know, Nick Fury at the end. But you just, people are saying, you know, Marvel's working on something here. They're working on something here. And the movie you know, hits and, and to your point, huge box office. We we've talked about the the absolute gamble of Robert Downey Jr. casting him. He really had only had one major role leading up to that in in the course of the two thousands, and that was uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And yeah. you know, he still had Sherlock Holmes kind of on the deck, well, that was but later. It was Sherlock later. Was it, it was later. And so here yeah, he had you've, a scanner darkly. 
there was Kiss yeah, Kiss Bang Bang was a big one. Scanner Darkly with Keanu um, Reeves, which was a was an absolute bust. And that oh, was that a was a bust. Yeah. Gothica, uh, which was a bomb. A bust. Uh he was also yeah. in Zodiac. He had a small he had a role Zodiac, in Zodiac, right. but he wasn't the main character. That was an ensemble film. Because I think wasn't Mark Ruffalo and Jake Gyllenhaal were both in that. Yeah, I think they were both well, in too, that right? too. Yeah, yeah. So you know that was an uh which is a great movie. It was but it's an ensemble movie. You know, it, it wasn't a Robert Downey Jr. movie. Right, yeah. And, you know, it's been said a million times that it, it was an expertly cast character. It, it was someone who fit the bill of Tony Stark. And it, it was absolutely amazing to see people responding to this movie just like... It, it, was, it was like a, a fresh glass of cold water oh, when yeah. you're hot. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, because it was comic lighter than it, it was, like yeah. your your Dark Knight stuff, right? We had Batman uh, Begins. It, it was vi- movie, yeah, it was violent, dark. but not to the tone of the Dark Knight, which was you know, and because Batman lives in a much darker world than what sure. Tony Stark is. But when you when in, you right? think when you look at that kind of stuff, and you're looking at Spider Man Three especially, and it was just the the just that to take a look at a at a comic book movie that really represented itself well on the screen. Iron Man was that Iron Man was that which is great. And and it's a it's also a a movie that was cast not just Robert Downey Jr. the others and and we'll get we'll we'll pick some more at Terrence Howard here uh in, in a minute. But you know Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane, Gwyneth Paltrow oh, yeah. as Pepper Potts, John Favreau as um Happy uh, Hogan. As Happy Hogan, thank you. You know, it just Everyone was cast so well, and everyone worked together so well. And when this movie started, you know, I remember sitting down in the theater, you know, the movie, the trailers, the movie starts, and it started like no other superhero movie that I could recall Mm -hmm. had started. And it didn't really hit with me until today. Because uh, I only I I didn't rewatch the whole thing. I, I know you rewatched it. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know how you've probably seen Iron Man more than yeah. I have. I I would say probably ten times for me, like in its entirety. I'm not talking about like ten minutes here, fifteen minutes here. I'm talking about like from beginning to end. Probably a total of ten for me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which equals to about once a year, uh, a once a year viewing. That it literally it starts with no origin story. There yeah. you don't see you don't see any young Tony. Yeah, right. You you, you don't see uh, you relationship know, with the father. No, and all of this, all of that, eventually was fleshed out in the sequels that came after it. Yeah, and and even into the movies that weren't a Iron Man movie. Civil like, War. like, like, civil, yeah, absolutely. Civil Tony's War. Background. So you're just you're you're introduced to Tony Stark. Brilliant way of introducing with the magazine covers. You're given the story of Howard Stark. You're given the story of Stark Industries, and just the banter in the truck, right? So it starts yes. off the desert scene. Back, yeah, in it Black starts off with the desert right? scene first before it goes to the award ceremony where you yeah. get like you know the passing of a titan when Howard right. Stark so the, dies. It, right? it yeah. lights up, and I love it because it, it the, the as soon as you see something on the screen, you hear back in Black Stark, right from ACDC. Yeah, and then he's bantering with those soldiers in the in the Humvee, right? 
Yes. Like it's just, it, it just sets up beautifully and it jumps you right in and there's no stops. It's just like, okay, here we go. We're catching up with Tony at this point. Yeah. And Love he, it. you know, he is the, the, the rock star billionaire, oh, yeah. you know, uh, entrepreneur, philanthropist, arms dealer, war profiteer, you know, I mean, you name it. Uh, that's, that's Tony Stark. And it just, uh, it was such a different way for a comic book movie to start than, than we had seen, at least fresh memory for me, other than say probably the original X-Men uh, from 2000. That, that gave us no origin stories for any of those characters. Right, yeah. It, it, it didn't. And it was just over the course of, of, you know, three movies and then four movies, five movies that you know, bits and pieces got, you know, fit in here and there. Yeah. Yet with Iron Man, it's just boom, you're right in. And everything from, you know, how he's forced to build the Mark I armor, which leads me to think that's something he was already thinking about doing because as brilliant as he is, he just doesn't, he just doesn't go, random. oh, yeah, I'm going to start drawing these plans for battle armor. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. It, it was just, clearly, I mean, he was a weapons dealer. He was an arms dealer. You know, we saw yeah. in Iron Man 2, right? Justin Hammer was trying to copy him and work on that for the Correct. armies, right? Yes. For for the uh for the military. But um and and can was, we get a Justin was, Hammer uh come back oh, at some point, please? Dude. Please. Like just like five Sam minutes Rockwell, of Sam Rockwell. Yeah, uh, so please. good. So good as Justin. Yeah, Hammer, man. Like yeah. he's so you, it was clearly something that he had been kicking around probably to sell off just the way that uh, Sam Rockwell did in the second movie. You know, yeah. it was it was definitely clearly something to, something about that. And the the way the <clears throat> the armor is introduced, it, it is such a fast paced movie. And you know, not that it's short on dialogue because it's not. I, I don't I don't want people to think it's like you know it's like this thin storyline. It definitely yeah. isn't. It it's told almost in a very George Lucas pre prequel way of storytelling quickly we're going to tell a story quickly mm -hmm. we're going to give you just exactly what you need to know and this story is going to advance quickly yep and what a gamble that is as well too because all of this technology that's introduced <clears throat> in iron man oh yeah from the just out of the reactor, imaginations like, right out of the imaginations of characters and it just the way it carried over into the in, into the other films of the MCU. Yeah. That, you know, he he won't tell Obadiah Stane what powers the arc reactor. We and we're just kinda like, okay, it's just this secret that Tony's got and he's not gonna mention it. They don't spend a lot of time on it, but remember, because that's what Obadiah's want to get from me. He's like, Well, what powers this thing, Tony? I need you to tell me. What powers this right, like, right. oh, No, no, no. You know, that's my own recipe. Not going to talk about it. Well, we get to Captain America, the first Avenger. It's powered by Tesseract power at energy and Asgardian tech that Howard stumbled into, you know, and in the first Avenger. For whatever reason. Yeah. When he finds the, at that frequency, when he finds the Tesseract under the water, he's like, oh, we could probably use this as a power source. So it, it just you, you see the building blocks of that in Iron Man. And then when these other movies start going and, you know, yep. we've joked about it, how it seemed to take forever for people to connect the dots that 
everything that Tony uses now is built off of Asgardian tech. I mean, it's just like, and yeah. he had no idea where it came from, right? And and uh, yeah, I remember people asking me after the first Avengers, like, why why didn't like when Thor hit, you know, Iron Man with all that, you know, electricity that it just didn't like blow his armor off? And I was like, well, did you hear the dialogue? I said it actually charged it. Yeah, it was responding positively to the energy that was coming from from Thor. And, and Tony didn't know that either. He had no idea. He had no clue. Because right. remember, his his response was interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and yeah, and so he, if you remember in a couple of years before that, Iron Man 2, you had Whiplash give him the business with electricity and it damaged his armor. It drained, yeah, it drained his, his power. It. Yep, burnt so it. So he, he had it. issues yep. with it. So it obviously just wasn't electricity doing that. Like it had to be Asgardian. It had to be from the Tesseract. It had to be those yes. things, which is, yeah. which is really, really cool. And it's just, we didn't know at the time <clears throat> that it, it's just one of those small little Lego blocks that they just kind of laid down yeah. saying, if, if this pans out how we think it's going to. Yeah. Right. And then, <clears throat> you know, we ended up seeing that, of course, with, you know, hydro weapons and the charging up very similar to the repulsors, but you you know, we're not sounds, here to talk all the sounds. Yeah, the we're not same, here to talk yeah. about Captain America movies. Um, but as much I mean, as I, but still, as much as like I would love to shift an Iron Man conversation <laughs> to Captain America, we won't, but it's it still, it was, it was those, really cool building blocks that were there in this movie. And it was part yeah. of that gamble. It was it, it, of not letting the viewer know. Cause really when yeah. you think about it, right. When we come out of watching Iron Man, you don't really learn all that much. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> With no, and, and, and Marvel and Disney and even Paramount, cause Paramount was the uh, <clears throat> domestic distributor with no guarantees of a sequel. None. No guarantees. Right. You, had the one, you had the one end scene, right? And there was no mid-credit sequence. It was just the one end credit no sequence. No mid-credit, yeah. Just the last one. And it was with Nick, Nick Fury, Fury building a disabling, team. Yeah, yeah, disabling Jarvis, which was pretty cool. I loved seeing that. Yeah. And, and Which it just, it just kind of makes you, when I watch that, for the first, watch that again for the first time in a long time, the end credit sequence, and I hear Jarvis like, like I just hear him, you know, hear him kind of like he just kind of powers down a little bit, yeah. And you're like, dude, Tony's like super paranoid and neurotic, and you see that paranoia like just over the next few movies on how he's set up like these redundancies to stop them from getting into where he doesn't want them, and and really kind of technology like closing closing shield off and making sure that he's like. Dude, you guys got in once. Like, I need to make sure you guys stop getting in. <laughs> exactly. Controlling what's exactly. going on in my, in my house. But yeah. So to have all of these little nuggets that they're building to with no guarantees of a sequel, again, reminds me a lot of Star Wars. Because George Lucas had this thought and idea mm. of where the storyline was going to go, but he had no guarantees. that it, Because when you watch A New Hope, it tells you very little as well. It yeah, tells exactly. you very, very little about yeah. where any of these people have come from. We know what they're fighting for in the moment. Like mm -hmm. we know with Iron Man, we know what he's fighting in the moment. Right. But we have no idea of the bigger picture that's going on around him. And the, the yeah. chess pieces that the, the writers had in play and that the studios had in play and just saying, man, we, we really need this, not just to break even, not just to you know say, oh, well, it made 25 or 30 million. That's pretty good. It may be enough to scrape a sequel. It's like, no, we need this thing to hit like, you know, 
three cherries, ding, 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 and just like an endless stream of quarters flying out of a out of a jackpot, right? Yeah, we need this to be a huge hit, and it ended up being that. Which and then, when that's why Iron, that's why Incredible Hulk was like right after that too, was just to try to keep the momentum going because it, you you wanted to make sure that you're setting the stage and these and in that. And I honestly think, man, they didn't want fans and they didn't want people on that say fans, because when you're talking about the general movie going public, they are not deep fans of continuity the way we are. They can go into no, X-Men not, and yeah. just go, oh, no, no problem. It's fine. And Wolverine has claws, <laughs> you know? So yeah, <laughs> like, and that's okay. That's great. That, it hey, that's money and it yeah, exposes absolutely. these characters to, to different people. But if they don't care, then they don't care. But that's the general population. Don't care about the things that we do. But, and I think it was just make sure that it's like, don't forget about, and they had to establish that timeline saying, okay, like, we're not just setting up this one movie. We want to make sure that a couple months later you haven't forgotten and that we can quickly remind you to go, hey, 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 that that movie that we just released a couple months ago, like that's still that's in this one. Like it's, yes. it's here. Like we're, you're you're in the same place. Um, and I think to really make sure that they had that train rolling. That's because normally you would see these sequels. You know, we've seen them happen with Batman, right? Batman begins to, to Dark Knight. Um there wasn't a uh, there was a, a big gap of time between those two movies. So yeah, it's about it's about three years. It's about three yeah. years between those. So two when you're yet. setting up that shared universe, they had to make sure they were very deliberate and going one right after another, at least at the start, just to make sure people understood that these are tied in and they are together. Well, it's you know it's not the MCU is not the first time that there's been a shared <clears throat> universe between different. Uh, you know, whether it be movies or TV shows. And, and we can make like this crazy short list of TV shows that have crossed over with each other where you're like, oh, I didn't know they technically existed in the same universe, but, you know, apparently they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can talk about like, you know, um, you know, movies from the past, like, you know, Abin Costello meet Frankenstein and stuff like that, uh, which may sound silly, but <clears throat> those were like these shared. It's like, oh, well, Frankenstein lives in the same world that Abbott and Costello dwell in? Yeah, apparently they do, right? Um, the other good example would be the Godzilla films, right? Because, I mean, you've got these stand... Or, like, the 60s-era Godzilla films. You would have these standalone monsters like Rodan and the Japanese version of King Kong, and then all of a sudden they're in these movies with Godzilla. But this was the first time that there was this concerted effort to say, we're going to take the world of superheroes that exist together in print yeah, and are self not self aware, but they are aware of other characters. We had little glimpses of it, Ryan. If you remember, mm -hmm. uh, in Batman and Robin, there was a you know throwaway line where Batman says, "Well, this is why Superman works alone, right?" Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, yeah. so a little tip of the hat to you know okay, so well apparently in Batman and Robin, Superman is in there. They they are aware of Superman. Right. But you look at the Christopher Nolan trilogy. The, the, no, there is no Superman in that, right? Okay. Absolutely so not. You look yeah. at you look at Spider-Man, there was no Captain America in that. You look at X-Men, there was no Fantastic Four and vice versa, right? right. So this was going to be the first time that we're not just going to mention another character. They're actually going to be in it. 
and they're actually going to have a part and they're actually going to influence not just the character that we're watching, but also that character and then other yeah. characters that are going to come later. It, it was an incredibly bold move. And as we get so close to Infinity War and the movie that started it off with Iron Man to get to the two part storyline that right. is going to essentially end it and start a new not a not a refresh, not a reboot, but a new era of MCU that doesn't throw away what came before it, but it's not going to be the same when it's done. That is huge, and it mm-hmm. all started with this gamble of the, this alleged washed-up actor that was difficult to work with. That with the directors like John Favreau, the guy who did Elf. I mean, we're gonna ask in Swingers, <laughs> the guy who was like drinking martinis with Vince Vaughn. He's gonna direct a superhero movie. Yeah, he is. And we're gonna have this guy Nick Fury, but he's gonna be at the very end. We're hoping people stick around, word of mouth, <laughs> and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna throw out the A word. We're going to use the word Avengers. And I remember, Ryan, I knew about that scene. I don't know about you, but I knew about that scene because I I did not see Iron Man. I almost did my, I almost did a Tommy Wiseau. I did not. (laughs) I did not see Avengers. I did not. Oh, hi, Ryan. Uh, By the way, I did watch the disaster artist a couple weeks ago. Brilliant movie. So good. No. Yeah. James Franco is this. Where does Tommy end and James Franco start? I don't know. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I didn't get to see Iron Man on opening night. I actually saw it about three days afterwards. Yeah. So by then, uh, the, you know, there were enough people saying, you want to sit through the credits. You want to sit through the credits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I told me, I was like, okay, all right. Because, I mean, you know, Iron Man's not the first movie that's had an end credits little, sure. you know, how do you yeah. do? But they're like, you're going to want to sit through the end credits. I'm like, okay. I said, you know, what is it? Just something just kind of throw away. It's just going to be something kind of corny, something kind of sad. Like, oh, no, 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 no. No, no. It's no. <laughs> it sets it up. Yeah. It, and it so, asks a big question. Right. So I remember sitting there and, you know, you sit through all the credits. <laughs> and of course, you got the uh, requisite, you know, Iron Man from Black Sabbath. Oh, brother. Uh, who who would have saw that coming? The song Iron yeah, Man. Being it was in the, in the trailers though too. I mean, I was, know you know, know. It's, it's it was easy. in those first trailers. The, the Black Sabbath was. It's easy, and yeah. even the I am Iron Man. I mean, you know, I am Iron Man. Anyway, so still not the best Black Sabbath song either. So you sit through all the credits, and you get to it, and you know, like you said, you know, you know, Tony's talking to Jarvis. Jarvis gets shut down. Out steps Nick Fury out of the shadows. And you get <gasps> black Nick Fury. Oh my yeah. gosh. They're using the ultimate Marvel ultimate version of Nick Fury, which I mm-hmm. prefer. I love that interpretation of Nick Fury. Samuel Jackson, no one better as Nick Fury. He steps out the eye patch, the trench coat. Oh, yeah. And I remember, and I told everyone, I was like, don't tell me what's in the scene. If it's that important, don't tell no. me. Don't talk to me. Don't tell me. And sitting there, and he steps out of that shadows, and I just immediately went. I go, Joanna was there with me, of course. You know, she doesn't know these characters that that well, and I just went. <gasps> I was like Nick Fury. <laughs> That's Nick Fury. You know, and you know he introduces himself and says, you know, the Avengers Initiative, and I'm like, what? 
<laughs> and then just like black screen. You're just like, what? Then the lights what? come up. <laughs> and you're like looking around. It, it would be like, you know, Empire Strikes Back ending with, I am your father. Black screen movie's over. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Thanks for coming, everybody. And I'm just being like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and not in a kidding me like, that's garbage. Like, whoa, because you, you just saw this amazing movie, right? Iron right. Man. Now, you, you are a much bigger Iron Man movie fan than, than I am. Okay. And, and, and that's cool because I, I think we've made it pretty clear when it comes to the MCU. I'm more Team Cap. You're kind of a Team yeah, Iron sure. Man. And that's yeah. fine. That, that's totally cool. Uh, though I am with you, the, the first Iron Man is the best of the standalone Iron Man movies without a doubt. Oh, yeah. And the other it, ones have more flash in them, right? They they, they they sparkle a little bit better. And I love Iron Man too. Iron Man, Iron 2, Man two is, is a one of the bucket of fun. Too. And I, you know, so I know it fun. gets a lot of hate. A lot of people kind of frown on it. I guess maybe until Iron Man three came out, and they're like, yeah. "Well, maybe well, two wasn't so bad." <laughs> Dude, yeah. two was a ton of fun. We got <laughs> it is fun. Dude, Mickey you know, Work was so good with this parrot and the dude, eating the organic ice bird. cream. It just is so <laughs> good. It's so good. Yeah, one bird. <laughs> Yeah. My bird. So good. Dude. Yeah, Mickey dude. work was yeah. so great. You know, people are like, oh, he was, he didn't talk much. Well, duh, that was supposed to be his character. Ding dongs. I mean, what were yeah. you expecting? Right. So yeah, you've got this great movie where you're just like, holy cow. They, yeah, I, I would say that it would be similar, even though I was extremely, extremely young when the Christopher Reeves Superman came out. I mean, I was like, you know, four. So I right. wasn't seeing that in the theater. I got to see that on TV on the right, ABC right, yeah. Sunday night movie of the week. That's right, going right. way back, kids. That's going way back when feature films actually made their way to network TV at some point. And that's when I first saw Superman. And I remember being like, you know, five or six and seeing Superman and just going, what? I mean, you really thought this guy was flying around. Yeah. Now, you know, you look at those special effects now and you're just kind of like, oh, brother. But, you know, we're talking 1977 here. That's how I really felt with Iron Man. I was like, dude, they took this character that, while in print, looks really, really good because it's print and you can draw it and you can make it look extremely believable. How mm. do you make it look believable on film without it looking like a video game? That's what I was afraid it was going to look like. Yeah, and after those first trailers that were kind of rough, and you're like, "Ew, boy, ew, boy, ew, boy," and then you get that final product, and you're like, "They just made Iron Man. Yeah. They just made Iron Man." That first suit up sequence, like the not the silver suit, not the pre, oh, not the Mark One, the the, rare, the Mark Two, I should say. So the Mark yeah, Three suit. The Mark Three, okay. The Mark Three suit when they when it's painted red and gold, and yes. he steps into that black. You know, he's got that black tight fitting, you know, form fitting, you know, pr, you know, under under suit, and he steps into those boots for the first time, and that all those little, you know, all those little sounds that you get to hear, all those metal clinks come together and old school, you know, which that's not how it's built anymore. You know, oh no, right? It, it's which nanobots, is great. It shows the progression right? well, of sure. the armor. It's it's like yeah. it's so high tech. And the yeah. first one, but yet rudimentary, and it's like bolts and screws are like. Oh yeah, right? he's got like you know he's got all those machines like taking it apart, and of course at the end when he's fighting with his own technology, he's fighting with those machines to get it off of him. Yes, and he's just like stop, stop pulling it, stop. <laughs> he's just like yeah. fighting with it, and Pepper walks in is like those bullet holes, like you know it's <laughs> you know and, and that shows like okay he had to make upgrades too to this to the actual metal that it's made out of to make sure yep. that he could withstand better hits. Um, but you know, he 
steps it right into that steps into that little mechanism where it takes it apart for him. And uh, even in what in two where it does that for him, or I think it was Avengers when he walks through the, Oh yeah. It it yeah. That, that has one of the best suit up moments uh, yeah. when he, when he's walking and it just like comes apart as he's walking. Right? Yeah. Which is With, cool. Right. And, and, but Iron Man two had the briefcase armor, which was really cool. Briefcase armor was yeah. so rad. Oh, yeah. briefcase armor was great. Briefcase armor was cool. You know, civil war had the watch, you know, they just made the glove. He just did the glove, right? Yeah. But so you had like these, exactly right, man. Like you had these like super rudimentary, basic, you know, big bolts, big screws, big machines that have to put this armor on him and take it off of him. Um, And of course, like my, one of my favorite sequences is him um, watching the uh, Gomira news report and adjusting the tension on his, on his, uh, on his bracers. Yeah, uh, with that big long screwdriver, and then he just starts, and he just starts blasting. Uh, that's when he actually builds the blasters. At Correct. first, they were literal uh, stabilizers, and they didn't make the same sound. So when Correct. you watch, and I thought that was kind of fun, you know, just kind of as I'm watching this, he's building the flight stabilizer, and it's very rough, and it's just like bare metal and wires. And Pepper walks in and was just like, "What's that?" And he goes, "What's well, a flight stabilizer?" And he and it goes off, and he shoots it. Um, but it doesn't make the same sound. It wasn't until he's got all those pieces together and he actually tunes it to the arc reactor Correct. that he turns everything up and he tunes it to be a weapon. And then it actually makes that, that iconic that charge up, up. That, yeah, wind. that wind up. Yeah. 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 yeah so very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it just, it, it's a cool progression. There, there was one thing too, that really stood out to me. And again, we're not doing a review of the movie here because that'd be a little bit redundant. The goal oh, sure. is yeah. if you're just tuning into a podcast, um, <laughs> if you're just joining us, 30 if you're just joining in, us, we're like, you know, I'm going to fast 40 forward about in. 40 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, is basically <laughs> we usually don't start talking until like 40 minutes. So <laughs> hey, I'm right. Gonna skip ahead. Yeah. We really jumped into it this time. <laughs> is our goal is it just remembering Iron Man and the legend. Now I want, I do want to get to some stuff that, <coughs> Oh, excuse me, that sure. You know, kind of got retconned out as this character progressed though. It is still remarkable to me, Ryan, that we are, I mean, how many MCU films are we in at, at this point? We're well over 10, right? So six 15? movies just, uh, just in phase one, right? And then uh, another six for phase two. So we're which yeah, we're, ended with Ant Man. Okay, so we're 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 well over. So 12. that's before Civil War. So and then phase three has the most in them with uh, ten. Okay, so we're almost twenty five movies in. That's yeah. crazy. Okay, boy, I was I was lowballing it. I think we're like ten movies in, aren't we? Yeah, more <laughs> like twenty five. Dumb dumb. So we're we're twenty five. <laughs> 25 movies in yeah and we're still reflecting back Mm -hmm. on the consistency of what started it and this is where we just we beg and we plead with and maybe disney soon but we don't know but we beg and we plead with fox and we beg and we plead with warner brothers you don't have to copycat like exactly but this is how it's done. This is how you do it. Okay. You, you start out quote unquote small. And when you really think about it, Ryan, Iron Man, while it was a blockbuster, right? It was a summer movie was, they were expecting it to make money. 
in terms of its grandeur with what came after it, whether it be Cap, Thor, Avengers, Guardians, whatever, even Doctor Strange, which yeah, Doctor Strange in a lot of ways is you know Iron Man part due, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. If you haven't seen Iron Man, guys, just watch Doctor Strange and just pretend like he's wearing armor. No, yeah, I'm just, just kidding. You'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that in terms of scope, it it's not as big as these other movies. Right. But holy smokes, does it maintain consistency throughout? I mean, we've seen Tony change as a character. And a lot of it is based upon what he was told and what he saw in that mm-hmm. first one, you know, when he's leaving the cave on his escape and his assistant has been killed and he's telling him, I'm going to my family. And he's like, and he tells him, yeah. I want this. I Jensen, want this. That Jensen he tells him, scene, dude, yeah. I, that hit me harder. I, yeah. I'm watching that scene now for whatever reason today. When well, I and you know it where today, Tony's been harder. Yeah, and you know where Tony's been, right? And, and to hear that, hear him saying, you know, what, don't what, waste what's your things? life. Yeah. Don't goes, waste, don't your, waste life. your life. And it was like, I got goosebumps when I heard that again, Ruth, with like all the stuff that I've seen now from Tony. And you think about the weight that he's been carrying since Jensen, honest to gosh. Right. Right. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Look at yep. Jensen was the spark that let that has that has led Tony down this path. And, and I would say I would add Jensen definitely. And then seeing all of his his weapons that were well, sitting outside the 10 rings. Right. right. He's seen Not his under- missiles he got his, shot with his own weapon. He almost yeah. died by his own weapons. Correct. So like that's going to wake him up. But Jensen with that, don't waste your life. You know, just don't waste your life is what he said to him. And then that was essentially before right before he died. Yeah. And it was in that the looking at looking at Robert Downey Jr. way he acted through that through that scene and in thinking about Tony Stark and you look at the panic on his eyes and you're just like, okay, like now when I fast forward to the middle of civil war and I'm in, in Avengers and ultra and uh, age of Ultron, I would even say homecoming where he's trying to trying to be adult in a, in a adult homecoming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Adult he's trying Tony. to go like, he's <laughs> trying to work through this. Like, okay, I've got this kid who, I can try to help and I can maybe make this right. I can make it right again. Um, but you know, watching him after mistake, after mistake, after mistake, just kicking himself over and over and over again. Right. Like I love Tony because he's terrible. Like he's a, he's a broken, (laughs) he's a broken, broken character over and over and over again. He gets in his own way, you know, every single time. And it's, and it's because he wants to do good. And I think when seeing that Jensen scene, I think, and maybe I'm totally pushing this onto the movies that I've watched. Every time he screws up, every time he makes a mistake, every time he realizes that I didn't do this right, he looks at Jensen again. Oh, like I, I sees, think you can make that argument. Yeah, absolutely. He sees that every single time. Absolutely. And, he, and you know, you talk about the mental breakdown, you know, the, all the stuff that led up to like this version of Tony Stark that we see of his problems. The nerve, the mental, the anxiety issues that he has, the the mental breakdown that he had, you know, all of that makes sense because of the of he's failing to yeah. meet the expectation that someone gave their life to him, gave their life for him to do, and he's failing at it. And and Ultron and was supposed to save the world. Right. Uh, the the. Um the the act of uh, the United Nations controlling the Avengers was supposed to save the world. 
all that good intentions. And, and dude, I think you, yeah. I think that's you're hitting something really on the head is even though Jensen is never mentioned again until a flashback scene of Iron Man three, right? Where, yeah. you know, cause Jensen does tell me, it's like, you know, I, I wouldn't have remembered me. I, and we're talking about in the first Iron Man. He says we met at what, you know, in, in, uh, in Berlin Eve conference. And, yeah. And yeah. he said, uh, you know, I tried to get an audience with you and he's just, Tony's just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, he's like, he said, that's okay. It, I wouldn't remember me either if I was that drunk, which is kind of a dig. Right. Like, oh, sure. You know, you kind of yeah. had responsibility that night, Tony, and you, you decided to really get more liquored up than anything. And, you know, and that was 1999. Right. Correct. So if we yeah. go in real time, that's been that long. He sees this guy again. And that's the first thing that he's thinking about is, oh, this is the guy that actually I remember him. He blew yeah. me off. Yeah, he blew me off. Yeah. Right. And so and now they're in a cave together. <laughs> right. Right. And so you see Jensen very briefly in that uh flashback scene of iron man three right. uh, which which again is a, another uh it, for the issues that i have with iron man three that's such an important part to have that in there because it builds upon what we have already seen and what right. jensen told him don't have a wasted life and when you get to iron man three tony is like still wasting his life even though he's trying to do the right thing he is wasting it because he's not doing it right. There's another thing that really sticks out to me is he's when he when he gets back to uh, or excuse me, yeah, when he gets back to um, uh, uh, America, you know, mm-hmm. he's working in his, uh, you know, he's starting to build the armor, and he's listening to a song by the Suicidal Tendencies. And oh, no, he's working on his car. He's working oh, on correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And he's uh, listening to suicidal tendencies. And when you really listen to the lyrics of that song, that encapsulates where Tony is at. I mean, it's a song about a kid who is desperately trying to please people and do the right thing. And there's a line in the song that says, but I keep getting in my own way. Hmm. I keep, he goes, I try to do the right thing, but I can't. And when I do, I just do it wrong. And then when I try to fix what I've done wrong, I just do it wrong trying to fix it. And it's like, that's Tony. Well, that's, 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 yeah, from start that's to Tony. finish, that is, that is, that's that's Tony. From then to now, that is Tony. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't, you don't really pick up on that when you first hear the song. You're like, oh, it's a cool, it's a suicidal tendency song. Look how hip Tony Stark is. He's listening to old school suicidal tendencies. But now, 10 years later, as we're watching this movie, we're like, yeah, that song defines him. Because even up until now, and this is, Ryan, this is why I think my theory is with, an infinity war parts one and two, everyone seems to think the cap is going to be the one that bites it based off of that scene where he stops Thanos, Thanos's punch in the trailer. I don't think he's stopping a punch. Trailers misdirect all the time. Yeah. I definitely don't think he's stopping a punch. I think I, Thanos is toying with him. Oh, oh, of course. I don't think Thanos is throwing a punch at him and cap blocks it. I think Thanos is just literally just pressing his hand upon him. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I joked with you, I said, look, you know, Cap taking on Thanos with no armor, like a real American hero. Right? Oh, jeez. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people seem to think it's like, oh, dude, Cap's biting it. Cap's going to be the one who dies. I, I still, again, we, we said this on the last show, th- these two movies will have a wretched payoff if someone is not in a casket when it's all said and done. Oh, I mean, it just, I will be upset. Yeah, it's not going to have the pay. You it's have to. got to. Because that's good storytelling. It's not the fact that I want to see someone die. It's the fact that that if someone does or someone doesn't, then we've that is bad. Yeah, bad everyone storytelling. just everyone just made it by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Dude, come on! They I, made I, it by I, the hair of their chinny chin chin for twenty movies, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
these guys got more cat or not lives than cats is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I still believe I think it's going to be Tony. I, I think Tony is the one that that um, is. I think that's the safe bet and based off of that. Don't waste your life. There will could be a self sacrifice if it's him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he already tried it once, right? He did it in Avengers, and that's right. what that's what kind of set off the PTSD. But we're not here to speculate on Infinity War, Ryan. There are a couple things that have been Which, retconned. Go ahead. Before we get into that, I just want to yeah. say this. So when um, as I was watching the end of Iron Man, uh, the end sequence of Iron Man, there, uh, some, some comments, uh, came to me, you know, just like, as I was thinking about like the end of Iron Man, um, and then of course, like the Avengers actually kind of flooded my head really quickly. Um, and when they were ar- the argument scene in Avengers where, where Loki's scepter has essentially yeah. started to spin the wheels of doubt and the wheels of ego through every single one of our Avengers characters. Um, Tony talks about, you know, cutting the wire or finding a different way out. And Cap talks about falling on the grenade, right? Yes. Um, which he what did, I do want, which what, is what, what Cap did, right? Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, that's what he's re- referencing is, you know, I, I jumped on a grenade. Yeah. yeah. What Tony didn't seem to remember was he was willing to die to stop Obadiah Stane. And that's what I think was, was taken away from that. And I, and he didn't either, and he didn't remember that during that argument for sure. He's, his ego has bloated. And, and that's what that's his ego is so bloated. But if you watch the end of that movie, he's begging pepper to throw the button that will release that burst of electricity while he's holding Obadiah stain on top of the metal frame. Yes. He was not in a safe position. No, Tony was on the grenade. Yes. At the end of, at the end of Iron Man one willing to lay down his life to save the rest of, you know, to save his, his, his pepper to save, uh, roadie to save everyone from Obadiah. So, just kind of like one of those moments I'm just kind of like, dude, you did self-sacrifice. Like you were ready to like, and if you remembered those kind of comments, I always kind of remember, I was like, for whatever reason that kind of brought that up in my head. I was just like, Oh, you were, you're down with self-sacrifice. Like don't give yourself, you know, don't well, sell yourself short. Do you think some of that has to do with not, not being guaranteed of any sort of follow-up to Iron Man? Be. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it is. I'm wondering if it is because also um, because, because I like where you're coming from with that. But I mean, we had what before we had Avengers, we had Iron Man and Iron Man two. Well, so we had Iron Man, incredible Hulk. And then two years later, well, Iron no, Man I'm ta- no, I'm talking about the movies before. Yeah. Before Avengers. So we had Iron Man, Iron Man two. We had uh, incredible Thor Hulk. We had Captain Thor, America, first Avenger. And then we had first Avenger. Okay. So yeah, even though first Avenger takes place, <clears throat> during World War II era with a little bit taking place in modern time at the, at the very, very at end, the right? End, yeah. Very, very far away, essentially. But yeah, uh, Tony for all intents and purposes has been, has been zipping around in that armor for quite a while before we get oh, yeah. to. So I think you can also say, yes, he was willing to make that sacrifice uh, to take out Obadiah Stane. Uh, and by the way, it's easy to miss, but in, in the comics, that armor is called the iron monger. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah. Obadiah actually uses that phrase. Uh, yeah, we are, we are iron mongers. We are we, iron mongers. Yeah. yeah. So that, the, that armor is actually called the iron monger and Obadiah Stain actually hung around for quite a while. Went out, went out a little bit like a chump, but you know, again, um, 
to move the character forward, Obadiah Stane had to go. But yeah, um, his armor was very, very close to what you see in the comics as well, too. I mean, I yeah. mean, it, Big, very, brawly. very, yeah. oh yeah, just like this thuggish looking armor. It was just brutal, just like you know, uh, like a heavyweight boxer that just throws haymakers. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah. So. I think you can also make this argument. It's like, well, you know, you've got Tony zipping around in this armor, pretty much doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, so the the ego is starting to climb, which we definitely see with Iron Man too, when he's you know flipping off the U.S. Senate on his way out. Like you will never right. get this he just armor. G- drives his own, you know, car at Monaco. You know, it's, just, yeah. it's all the ego. It's yeah. all the ego. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so any lessons that were learned either got buried because oh, yeah. and, and before we get to some of the redconning stuff for the first time that I can remember in a comic book movie okay the protagonist openly tells the public who he is right yeah I mean Clark yeah, Kent yeah, yeah. doesn't There's just no you know identity yeah right yeah you know Batman doesn't just pull off the cow and just go ta-da guess right? what suckers <laughs> there's Bruce Wayne the whole time sucker right <laughs> People may discover, right, or they will reveal to certain individuals right, who right. they are. Or, like in the case of a Batman Superman, uh, Batman just figures out Clark Kent is Superman because he's the world's greatest detective, and Superman has x-ray vision, so he can see right through the cowl. I mean, it's pretty easy, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, you had, you know, but, you know, in the Spider-Man movies, you didn't have, you know, Parker taking off his his mask and just saying, hey, Aunt May, I'm, you know, I'm sorry I'm late for dinner. Right. You didn't have, you know, Logan just, you know, you know, strutting through, you know, the grocery store and just popping his claws to sample the lunch meat in the deli. Right. I mean, you just <laughs> yeah. it, it just because there this idea of the secret identity was such a huge part of comics for such a long time. And then Iron Man just takes it and goes, you know what? Essentially, screw it. We're just going to, we're going to do something so incredibly different. Yeah. We're just going to, we're going to end this movie. End credit scene, notwithstanding, we're going to end this movie with him saying, I am Iron Man. He, he had this predetermined story that was baloney, that it was one of my bodyguards in this suit it was of Coulson's, armor. It was Coulson's write-up. Yeah. And, yeah. He, you know, he's, you know, we got to protect the company. We got to protect you because if you come out and say that you're Iron Man, you're going to have this target on your back. And he's right. just like, he's looking at it and he's kind of stumbling and he just goes, I'm Iron Man. And then the movie just goes right to credits and you're like, oh, it's so boom sauce, yeah. boom sauce. Right. And that really paved the way for how the MCU treats these characters. Captain America is known around the world as Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers. Yeah. Right now there are some who do have like at this point too, most of the world knows that banner becomes the Hulk. Most of the world knows that. Right. But, in the case of T'Challa, no one really knows that he's Black Panther. I mean, it's, they know, maybe now that he's more public at the end of Black Panther, possibly. Yeah. But, I mean, he's not running around in Civil War calling himself T'Challa, King of Wakanda. Yeah. Right? But even still, they play it loose with him. Yes. Because if you remember that scene in Civil War where they drop down, uh, he takes off his helmet in the middle of the highway after That's they were chasing right. him down. That's right. You're right. Yeah, know? good call. Good so call. So they out. still, play, right. they still yeah. play it loose with him, and Cap recognizes him, and he, and he, you know, he, he says something like, Your Highness, or what yes. is he? He says he, he, he knows he, who he, he is. Yeah, he gives, well, of course, yeah. He, he, he addresses him properly, right? Yeah, he addresses him. It's very sarcastic, but he addresses him, you know, uh, 
in a way that that he knows who he is. So and it's but yeah, he does play it. Loo- they play it loose with him. But the only really secret identity was Hawkeye. Hawkeye's family. Um, yeah, yeah. That Hawkeye's was, family that was, has been and, all kept off the books. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's that's a good point. You know, uh, and then you've got you know other people that don't really have an identity like Vision, right? I mean, he's just he's an android. And you got yeah. Thor. I mean, he's God of Thunder, right? So, but that's the thing. Like, none of these characters need to hide in the public, correct? Because because you have a, the God of you know the God of Asgard, right? Odin's son, <laughs> the Odin son. Yeah, you have Bruce Banner and Hulk. Which it's like if you're gonna go after the Hulk, like are you are you dead? You must. Yeah, you be sure insane, you want to do that? Right? Yeah, you like, sure you, you want to go after like bear? Hulk? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like, um, <laughs> You know, even with uh, uh, Black Widow, uh, you, you, her identity has been determined for her. Oh yeah, back, you know, for her entire life. She probably she, uh, she doesn't even know who she is, right? Right. I mean, in terms of you know, of, of, you know, she she and has it, memories of her past, but yeah. like, but she only knows herself as Natasha, right? I mean, that's right. it. Right. Rhodey is not. It's not uh, a secret that he is. He's in the. He's in the silver yeah. suit. Yeah. So they make that very clear in Iron Man three, right? When the War yeah. Machine goes by Iron Patriot briefly yeah. for for a yeah. short amount of time, right? Yeah. So yeah, that that was it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they play it loose with them, which I think is refreshing because for every other time, like you're watching, you know, two characters, right? You we watched Christian Bale play Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know, separately and make sure that they were protected, and which until, is a must if you're going to play that when, role, you have yeah. to play them differently. And, you know, hey, Tom Holland it, it did the same thing. Bane, yeah. yeah, and it wasn't until that Bane scene when he goes, we'll, "We'll not stand on ceremony here, Bruce Wayne." Yeah, like, and then it's just like that was the third movie in the series, and everybody just went, <gasps> "Bane knows, Bane knows," <laughs> you know. And so I love that they took that whole idea. I'm with you, man. We, I love we will t- not stand on ceremony, <laughs> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you fight like a much younger man. <laughs> I don't know. Better than so the one I, I tried the we, other day. They took it out. Show. And I think it's a, they don't play with that no, part. No, they don't well, play with it. But you still have, you know, Spider-Man who's still maintaining a secret identity, which makes that character still fun in that regard too. Right. Cause right, I mean, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But what happened at the end of homecoming and may walks and goes, Aunt what may the walks fuck? In. Right. And then the go, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And can I just say, please, um, if we can find a way to get Marissa Tomei in infinity war, there'll be no complaints. It just won't be. Well, if Tony Stark has anything to say about Aunt Aunt Hottie, will be he'll he'll pay a visit to (laughs) Aunt Hottie. He may be getting married to Pepper, but there's always time for Aunt May. (laughs) If you may, (laughs) let me switch gears before I get in trouble. (laughs) All right, so let's get to some of the uh, as we close this out. Some of the some of the retconning because as is the case is going to happen when you've got twenty some movies. Some things are either going to be de-emphasized or just plain forgotten. And then when you go back and you see them, you're like, huh? Why wasn't this ever brought up again? I think the easiest one for me, we've talked about it on this show. Tony's alcoholism is on full raging display in the original Iron Man. That man does not have a a whiskey in his hand and out of the suit. I mean, there is usually a bottle or a glass sitting somewhere near him. Yeah. In that movie, uh, they play up with it a little bit more in Iron Man two, uh, when he gets drunk and he starts right. wrecking the it house, becomes a problem, right. Right. Yeah, it becomes a problem. And then we get to iron, we get to Avengers and he drinks a little bit there, right? He, he tries to share a drink with Loki, uh, right. which was, a, which is a fun scene. So Does we still see a drink there in that scene or does he just pour it? Uh, he pours it. 
I don't know if he drinks. I, I don't know if he drinks or not. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know either. But I would assume that he's okay. Obviously, it would assume that he's still drinking because it's all. Still well, you can't him. fight. Well, when you're addicted, you can't fight sober. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> because Tony sober is would be our drunk. But then by the time you get to Iron Man three, it's yeah. you don't really see it. And then Civil War, you don't see a lot of it. Homecoming, a little bit. You know, he's at a at a wedding in India. He's handed an alcoholic beverage, but takes no sip of it. He puts he, it on the. He actually puts it on the. On the yes. Fence. Yeah. Now, I, it, it, this is a, this is a serious retconning of the character because if you have read Iron Man in print, the demon in a bottle storyline was huge for the Tony oh, yeah. Stark character, and even still plays into today. With the, with the current Tony Stark in print is that he still continues to fight this addiction and this need to drink alcohol. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it is something that has been retconned out because as these movies have progressed, Ryan, in our one version of our show that will never hear people's ears, we talked a little bit about would Disney yeah. ever produce an R-rated film? We're not going to talk about that right now, but... It doesn't, it's not quite as family friendly to have Tony battling alcohol addiction as well as the Chitari and the 10 rings and, you know, all this other stuff. Right. So that, that for me, when I go back and I watch the original Iron Man and you see him consistently having a whiskey in his hand. And not just like, I'm carrying my whiskey. He's drinking said whiskey and have that, you know, kind of petering off. You can see that over time, they're like, we're not going to delve into this portion of the Tony Stark storyline. You can see that they had it there initially. It probably was going to be something that was addressed. But then as things just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and we started telling a bigger story, we're like, okay, we're not going to have that. Uh, And I'm fine with it. That doesn't ruin it. But it is something that it was just kind of conveniently just eventually salted away to where it's not Mm -hmm. really a thing anymore. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, uh, it it would have been, you know, as, as we talked about Iron Man and and we talked about Tony Stark, like that was the one thing that you and I have talked about before on, on this show and said, man, it would kind of interesting that they chose the anxiety path versus the alcoholism path. Um, And at first for, quite a few people that may have been hard to swallow as well. Just saying, Hey, like Tony, it, you know, the, de- the, the demon in the bottle, especially for Iron Man, super fans, you know, you know, much like everything else, right. You know, it's like the super fans of that character saying, man, it really sucks that he's not battling this. And it's like, he doesn't need to right now in this, in this iteration of him, right. In this, in this particular universe of Iron Man and Tony Stark, he doesn't need to battle that. It's something else that he needs to battle. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm the way that that plays through all of our, all of the MCU right now makes the most sense to where we are now. And I yes. think it's, a, I think yes. it's beautifully written. I Agreed. think it's beautifully Agreed. done and Agreed. yeah, not, not upset at all. Yeah. But, but you can definitely see that that wasn't a thought that they were going to go down that oh, road. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, you brought up something. Um, and again, the, the thing with, um, I think that's going to set incredible Hulk apart from Iron Man is how much from incredible Hulk has been retconned 
Just wet, <laughs> wetting your appetite, folks, for for the next show. There really isn't much, Ryan. I think out of I, original Iron Man. Okay, we're not going to talk right. about some of the events of Iron Man three that got a serious retconning in Civil War, but there really isn't much of Iron Man that that is retconned out in terms of yeah. overall arc. Though you did bring up something earlier today, uh, the Ten Rings, which is a pretty big villain villainous group that right. tony deals with uh you know even to this day i mean you know the 10 rings still kind of show up you know from time to time they they did have a little bit of a part in um secret empire 10 rings was actually um mm-hmm. mentioned here and there huge huge role in the first Iron Man, right? I mean, yeah. I, I remember well, when that was, it, uh, that was the whole point, right? When it zoomed out on him and he's sitting in that chair and it's got the Ten Ring logo behind him, I was, dude, as a as a comic book fanboy, I was like, oh, the Ten Rings, yes! I'm like, good pick, yeah, good pick, because you know, I mean, had they started out with the Mandarin or had they started out with you know something even more you know, outrageous because mm-hmm. as much as I loved what I thought was going to be the Mandarin in Iron Man three, and then what ended up being the Mandarin yeah. You, yeah. in today's culture. And, and I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be crass here. You can't have the Mandarin from the sixties going, Oh, Tony Stark, you know, mm, you no, know, you it was very much a racist version of, you can't. Yeah. It, it was, it, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was, the it was stereotype. what it was. Yeah. It was a race. It was literal. Just it was, it was racism racist. on paper. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's exactly Tony. what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. you know, like, so sneaky. Yeah. Tony Stark. Oh, you it's, know, it just. Yeah. Oh, and it's, oh, you, it just like it's like Austin Powers. You know, like just, yeah. Oh, it just way over the top. Yeah. yeah, and so no, if they had paraded that out, you know, that would have been Dunzos. Well, of course, and and honestly, like, and I and I'd like to think that people were a little bit, you know, people obviously were a little bit smarter than that. Going, oh, okay, right. obviously we can't hit it with that tone. We can't do <laughs> no. it in any sort of way. And so they went, I think, to the exact, the extreme opposite way, um, which they just ruined the story. Yeah, uh, of yeah. of a legitimate villain character. Oh. Man, and, again, know, we, we we can do an Iron Man three anyway. somewhere down the road, but nah. man, dude, when those first trailers hit and you've got Ben Kingsley, you're just like, oh boy, this guy is gonna be like meaty. he's the ringleader of this ten oh, rings, you know, and man, we've only just, seen one of the rings so far. You uh, know, you can kind of think about yeah. that. When I thought that's what I was telling you about, I said, wouldn't it be cool um, if if to bring the ten rings into the rest of this as a legitimate uh, as a legitimate. Uh, a canon and story is that when you first see the leader of that particular ring of, uh, you know, of the organization and that's Correct. his obviously group. Yes. Um, you know, um, and I can't remember his character's name right now. Um, but anyhow, but when you watch it, you know, he's the, he's the leader of this, of this particular organization. Uh, he's when you first see him, the first time he's on screen, he is spinning or a twitching, a ring that on is on his finger and he's just like holding it and he's kind of finger. He's just kind of touching it and just kind of very conscious of that ring. And of, and of course it's like, that's kind of like a call out to the 10 rings. And, and when the Mandarin got his full power, he actually put on 10 power rings Correct. that would he then fight Iron Man with. And I was talking to John. I was just like, man, would, wouldn't that be something if we found out that that was the missing the missing the the last missing gem 
Yeah. Because there's been yeah. all the soul, all the stones, the infinity stones have been found except for one. We're still missing one stone that no one has seen. People are saying it's in Wakanda. People are saying, you know, Tony's been, ha- Tony's had it the entire time. You know, wouldn't it be something? That's the soul stone that we're missing, by the way. It's the soul stone. Yes. Wouldn't it be something if that was that stone that Tony found and kept from the ten ring experience and that that particular ring could have been that stone. And I I love that idea because uh, it it brings the ten rings back to some relevance after yeah. the first Iron Man and then the way they were just so haphazardly just tossed away in yeah. Iron Man three, where you know you I don't know it's you, you're taking a an, an established Iron Man villain. And when I say villain, I mean like collectively. Okay. And just, it, I don't know. I, I guess it'd be like, you know, Cap, you know, dealing with Hydra for like 15 minutes of the first Avenger. And then that's the end of Hydra. But yeah. Hydra prevailed throughout the majority of the MCU and even still to this day in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Right, they're, they're a huge organization and still very yeah. relevant. So yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. The the ten rings, you know, the, the last we saw them obviously was Iron Man three, and and they were really more of a of, as a you know plot I device think, well, of of some kind. Uh, I think to, it was Thor two that had the one shot in it. That yeah, had, that's right. Um, yeah, that was um, the 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 prison sequence with where, the Mandarin. Yeah, where, where where then they give this hint that there's. There is a Mandarin. There, there is, is actually actual, Mandarin. But then yeah. they also tease that it actually may be Ben Kingsley's character may actually be the Mandarin. And he's just pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. But yeah. again, that's been kind of a throwaway that hasn't been addressed. And it so was a one shot. It yeah, was one of those one yeah. shots, which were which were blissfully awesome, by the way. The Colson oh, they're fantastic. scene on the way yeah. to and that's when the he last finds out about Thor and he goes on his the that then he fights in the gas station. Like yes. That's, that's a ton of fun. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> last Nicholson. Justin hammer we saw too, was that yeah. that same short. Yeah. Cause he ends up in the same prison as Justin hammer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in terms of retconning, I, there really hasn't like, you know, like I said, the, there really hasn't been much, uh, other than, you know, you pointed out very well, the self-sacrifice that Tony was willing to make versus, you know, you're just the man in the can. You won't make the big decision when you have to. Uh, argument that the cap and Tony have yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in, in Avengers, which, you know, as, as close of friends as they are, that's always going to be a division between the two is Steve is just never going to see Tony as the person that does lay it all on the line. It's like, yeah, I mean, and, and then Tony is always going to view Steve as, um, yeah, you know, all American guy. You're always going to do the, the right thing. Scout. Right. Yeah. The boy scout. <laughs> So, uh, dude, I think that's, I think we've hit a lot of what we really just kind of wanted to celebrate Iron Man for, uh, oh, yeah. not Iron Man four, but Iron Man four. <laughs> right? They're like, by the way, guys, we're tipping you off to Iron Man four, which Dave, no, I don't think Jeez. we'll see any more standalone Iron Man's. That would be, no, I think that would won't. be a stretch, but it just such a keystone movie. It is. I think it, Ryan, is it safe to say that is your favorite MCU movie? Would you say that it is Iron Man? Um, that it's safe to say that. Absolutely. Okay. I think okay. as a, just because of, and because of everything that we've talked about tonight, um, and, and we could go another just, two hours easily. Oh, 
easily just by going through everything that we that I watched today. But um, one, it's definitely the it's the one movie that I've seen more than anything else. It's the one movie that christens every time I get when we moved into the house. Yep. yep. When we moved to Texas, (laughs) when I got the new television in Arizona, when I got the new when I got the new speaker system. Like whenever I get something, Iron Man that happens with media. Literally every single time Iron Man christens that thing. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I, I would say that, yeah, it, it is definitely that movie that, 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 uh, the, the, my favorite out of this, out of, out of what's going on. I would say for me, um, I, I don't know if I would say that it's my, my favorite. I would definitely, I would, I would put it in my top three. I would be hard, sure. hard pressed to, to put it lower than three. I would say I would, I would even, oh man, uh, dude, you and I just, we do, we're so like team cap team Iron Man. I just, I, <laughs> I, I got to put, it yeah, I know. Black I, Panther has jumped up to, I think like number two or number three for me. Oh, heavens. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, you're, you're a good it's, man, but Ryan, your opinion is wrong. No, <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, that's easily one of my new favorite movies. And it may be just a flash in the pan right now. Maybe a year later I go, I yeah, I need wrong? to see the longevity of it because yeah, but I need right you know, now. Like that was just, mm, it is so great. Dude, it is brilliant. It is such a good it's movie. A uh, you know, I would say that, yeah, I would probably put iron man. I would say probably at, uh, I would say probably at three. Um, and, and, and here's the reason why, um, cause that feels low, <laughs> but when you talk about like 20 some movies, three yeah, is, three that, is pretty that high. It's pretty good. No, it's pretty <laughs> solid. I'm with you. No, I'm not. Hey, as an Iron Man fan, but, but I at least want to, I at least want to give it a justification. Why? Because we, we just spent an hour and, and we're going to, we're going to draw this to a close here. Cause we just spent an hour and 15 minutes talking about how awesome it is. And it's like, well, John, why would you put it at three? I would probably have to put Avengers at number one because of the culmination of everything. I mean, that was just like, I could not wait for that movie. I was just like every little piece of information that I could just find. I was digging into it. And yeah, I still, to this day, watch the first Avengers with like this smile on my face of just like, this is because it was the first of its kind. And you can make the argument and say, well, John, you couldn't get there without Iron Man. I know. That's why we talked about this show. Uh, it's, you, you just couldn't. But That's I not just, the point, though. Yeah, That's just because the of the way it made me feel. I was just like, oh, it's just so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I just, it, it's so good. Yeah. The second one, I would, I would have to say First Avengers, because storyline-wise, that is, even though Iron Man was the first movie, it was the, what happened in the First Avengers that got the ball. Yeah rolling that for the all pre, of this yeah. the discovery of the tesseract the the formation of hydra hydra using the tesseract for their weapons howard dis, you know finding the uh tesseract uh at the yeah. bottom of the ocean and then using that for what eventually becomes tony's armor and then i would put iron man 3 but ryan we are talking like those three movies are like that close i mean it's just like you know <laughs> how, how close can we wedge them together you know yeah, sure. um so yeah well guys hope you seriously enjoyed our iron yeah. man trip down memory lane our goal was not hey you know what we even got through this without making fun of terrence howard which is shocking to next be honest time, with baby. you I, yeah next time baby there's our show title <laughs> next time baby
To that, we always answer, nope. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> that got a good giggle from me this afternoon, to be honest with you. I was I was Next doing the dishes time, and I wasn't even and I wasn't even watching. And like you know what I know? You know, it's like I know the movie so well. Well you texted I, I, me this morning too. You're like, Tony, Tony, are you there, Tony? <laughs> Which Tony. is a running gag with Ryan and I. Tony. We'll every once in a while send voice messages of just like, Tony, Tony, is that you up there flying around, zipping around up there, Tony? We just need completely emasculated Terrence get, Howard. Get, get <laughs> down from there, Tony. You get, get, Tony, you quit zipping around up there. You get yourself stop, down you here right now, from, Tony. You get down. My friend and mentor, Tony Stark. <gasps> oh, it's so oh, good. I, I, to this day, did we've said it on this show a million times. There was a Disney executive sitting there watching that movie who immediately said, get me Don Cheadle on the phone. <laughs> get him. <laughs> right now Get this him. guy is not coming back and, and i you know highest paid actor of that most, movie highest yeah. paid actor Terrence that, Howard made movie. the most money more on that than movie. jeff bridges i mean excuse me the big lebowski how do you get a job bigger paycheck than because we didn't even talk we do have to cut this but we didn't even talk about jeff bridges uh, iron man does not work without jeff bridges obadiah stain can oh, we, obadiah we, we have to agree with that i mean oh a great villain, but without being that over-the-top, just nonsensical villain, right? Oh, yeah. I well, mean, he almost like Stark, right? Like, he understands, you know, big picture. Like, he yes. gets it. Yes. And he understands that Tony may try to make this decision without him, and he's like, no, homie. Like, that's where we make our money. Yeah, like, we that's make money off cash, bombs and missiles like, and, and bullets. We make the, most, we make the most money from making the under-the-table deals to all of these terrorist organizations. Yeah. Like, that's where we make our cash flow. Like, without these people, we go under. And, I, and it Such was... Such a great performance from Jeff Bridges. Oh, oh, man. Brilliant. Brilliant. The pizza scene is just wonderful. Yes. You know, yes. Just like, and he tells me, he goes, and I'm going to take one of these. And he pulls a slice out before Tony yeah. can take it. Yeah. It's just, just like, go ahead, grab one. You know, he tell, when he gets mad at Tony, because Tony won't let him show him, you know, show the board, the, 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 the arc reactor in yes. his chest. And he's like, this one's mine. This one's mine. You can't have it. And he's just like, you know, just, all right, fine. Get out of here. And, and Tony's like, I'll be in my lab. And he's just like, we'll take one more piece. Take another piece of pizza before you go. Take he's two. like, I'll take the whole thing. And then doesn't he say, I'll take the whole thing. And then, oh, but I was like, no, you don't get all of it or something like that. It's, something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. throw away. But it's just it's, so great. Yeah. Just so good. But how Terrence, how it. Terrence Howard managed to draw the biggest paycheck in that movie. I, I don't know. Anyway, we're not yeah. going to hit on all that. Okay. Reasonable. We hope you enjoyed uh, our oh, walk yeah. down Iron Man memory lane. Again, our goal was not to review it. There's no point in reviewing it because Ryan and John say it's awesome. There you go. There's it's, our review. It's always been awesome. And so it's, <laughs> yeah, it has never ceased being awesome. It is totally awesome. Next episode, <laughs> we're going to hit the second MCU film that helped build to where we're getting at now. But while one has become legend with Iron Man, the other one has become forgotten. Where do you fit in? Because it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to fit that one in. So next week we're going to be not, well, I don't know next week, next episode, I should say next episode for sure. We'll be talking about the incredible Hulk. So if you guys want to watch the incredible Hulk, I think I'm going to rewatch it again. Oh yeah. uh, Cause I'll I'll be very honest. It's the one. Yeah. It's the one MCU (laughs) film. I have not really spent a lot of time in. So I am going to do uh, uh, some rewatching and things like that. And we're just going to come back and we're just going to talk about it because it was so close to Iron Man. And then we didn't really have a whole lot 
after that? Because what was what was the next MCU film? So after we that? had so I'll give the dates out, right? Yeah. So we had May second of of oh eight Iron Man. We had June thirteenth. Oh, so, so the next close month. Wow. I mean, just one. Honestly, just I thought a it was month two months. I, I thought it was July. Wow, a May month. and June. Okay, uh, and and then everything stopped until twenty ten. So and that was first event, right? It was May. Nope, May May of twenty ten was Iron Man two. That's right. Then we saw Thor in twenty eleven May. Oh, then wow. we saw July in twenty eleven was Captain America First Avenger. Three and then, years after Iron Man is when we got First Avenger. Yep. Wow, we. Yep. And then the next year, May fourth in twenty twelve was was uh, Marvel's The Avengers. So I, it's something to so say. Good. And you know when they made these first two movies, they knew they had to set something up because there may have been some pre production going on with Iron Man two after Iron Man one released. But to have a two year gap, that's enough time for principal shooting and post production. Oh, so, you can get a movie made in almost nine months now, eight months. Well, like yeah, beginning but, to end, right? And have then really it was good, just yeah. making sure that it was that after after Hulk, they were trying to make sure that it was still going to work. That's why it took so long from the Hulk to Iron Man two. Did we finally see this? And then from that point forward, let's just kind of funny because we saw two movies in 08, two movies in twenty eleven, one movie in twenty ten, and then one movie in twenty twelve. From that point <laughs> forward, we had two in twenty thirteen, two in twenty fourteen. Two in 2015, two in 2016, three in 2017. Yep. Yeah, last year we had. And yeah. now we're gonna see one, one, two, three, three movies in 2018, uh, and then everything. The th- and then we the might three? see. Oh, Ant Man and the Wasp. We'll, we'll end yeah. it this year. So we'll see Black right. Panther, Avengers: Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then in, that's July is Ant Man, uh, and then in Ca- and then March 8th is Captain Marvel, yes. and then May 3rd, Super of 2019. Uh, will be the 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 follow up for Avengers. Um, Man, we have come so far. Woo, it's crazy. Yeah, so All right, reasonable. The, the train has rolled for a while. But yeah, yeah. So good, so good. So next week, next episode. I, I keep saying next week, next episode. It's definitely not going to be next week. <laughs> no, probably not. It, it might, but don't count on it. So just listen to this one at half speed, so you can hear us drunk. Yeah, so we can be it's wasted. Hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll ta- we'll hit the memory lane trip down memory lane to talk about Edward Norton and his cocksure strutting Bruce Banner, who's full of himself. All right. Oh, oh, buddy. Well, Reasonableist. I'm John Lemmings. This this has been you. You sign us off. I'm the one signing us off. You sign us off. What am I doing? <laughs> This has been reasonable. Hijacking the show over here. Jimmy Christmas. Okay. Can I get through this ending? I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Ryan, please go ahead. You have the floor. I signed us off. You're the one who signs us off. You sign us off. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know anymore. This has been reasonable. Ryan, I am so sorry. Again, I feel terrible. (laughs) This has been reasonable fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. And next time, baby. Next time, baby. (laughs) 